0: Welcome to the manor. Welcome to the Twin Terrors, macabre manor of mead, metal, and mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. So as we sit here in our macabre manor, sitting back and having a pint, smoking our pipes, imagine, if you will, soaring folkloric images belted out by a bare-chested, blonde-maned god, loudly proclaiming the tales of heirs gone by, accompanied by a curly-haired wizard, a hammer-wielding madman, and a stolid sage of all knowledge. Or, if you'd prefer, yes. you can put on the Zeppelin. <laughs> Uh, so th- this actually comes from an article I wrote called the West Midlands folklore that inspired Robert Plant, who I am sure any of you listening probably have no idea that it's out there on, on hub pages and, and it's, you don't have to go there. It's not necessary. This is mostly credit simply to acknowledge the fact that I'm stealing this from myself. So I'm not stealing it from somebody else. But, uh, <laughs> Mr. Taxman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Now, I did get the idea from a book called Robert Plant, The Voice That Sailed the Zeppelin by Dave Thompson, where Dave talks about Robert growing up in the West Midlands and how his family would vacation around the area. They just go traipsing around the West Midlands countryside with its hills and woods and moors. Um, they would vacation around there. They'd vacation in Wales. Uh, he had a Romani grandmother, Mother uh, Celia, who enjoyed telling him local lore that would have played a part in this. Of course, if you've listened to Led Zeppelin, you know that Robert had a lot of lyrical content that dealt with folklore. Yes. And and Tolkien. And
1: as we go through this, we may discover that we're doing both in this episode or not. <laughs> Although, to, to be fair to Robert, he has for years tried to put downplay the Tolkien stuff. Well, he can, he can downplay it all he wants and, and he's been still there. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah, he has, but it's on, there. Yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, I love his current or more recent
1: stuff where it's more cor- sort of Americanic Americana folkloric Yeah. Type oh of yeah. folk music. Or, yeah, he, well, it, it, that and, and and there's I mean, there's some world influence stuff in there too, but Oh yeah, um, definitely. Um, his uh, uh what was the Raising Sand with uh, Alison Krauss? Uh, Alison Krauss, yeah. Great a, album. Fantastic! Yes, great uh, album. And I'm not—I mean, I'm not—I'm not into bluegrass. I respect it, but it's not something I typically listen to. <laughs> and and it's not really a bluegrass album. But no, uh, Alison Krauss is known for bluegrass. I when when I heard that collaboration was happening, I kind of went, eh, "That's probably going to be pretty good," <laughs> and I was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so here's our tangential stuff <laughs> um as we record this robert's birthday was just a, a 40, uh seventieth birthday sorry it's yeah it, we just had the anniversary of led zeppelin playing for the first time ever and then robert's birthday was just after um yeah and it's the 50th anniversary of zeppelin
1: playing so robert turned 20
0: right, Crap, right Right.
1: that means we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of the first album yep In in january so we should do something for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but the tangent is <laughs> well, I'm coming back from a different tangent for this tangent crap uh, <laughs> is that one of the radio stations I was listening to was replaying an interview with Robert Plant because it was his birthday. And he was talking about how his manager called him up and said, Hey, would you like to do this show with Allison Krauss? And he was like, yeah, because he loves doing world music. But that includes Americana type music, bluegrass and, and folk music of all nations. And he was excited. It actually came out of that show they did, the concert that they decided to do now.
1: Oh, cool cool
0: so so yeah very so so okay going back from the tangent to the tangent to the main point uh, (laughs) (laughs) so today we'll discuss some of the folklore that inspired Robert the the book I read actually mentioned a couple of specific things so those are included uh, but otherwise I also just did some research into West Midlands folklore that may have inspired Robert so when we talk about this it's not that everything that we discussed today necessarily you'll find in Zeppelin lyrics some you will and some you won't but all of it had an Influence because of the folklore. Now, if you know how folklore works it, it just you have similarities and it goes down through generations and anything that we talk about will have a similar type of tale that Robert would have heard
1: yeah I, now he i that was primarily when he was in Zeppelin that he was writing those kind of lyrics all right cuz i cuz his solo stuff for the most part stayed away from it yeah for, I, I mean what i mean i could look through the lyrics i've got his his the the box set the nine lives box set which was all his solo stuff that had been put out at, up to that point, I, I could skim through. I don't, actually, I don't think all the lyrics are in there anyway. But I it it, just, it strikes me that the 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 lyrics that I'm remembering don't really delve into the folklore stuff once he once Zeppelin split up, and even even the later Zeppelin stuff, I think he'd kind of gotten away from it. Yeah,
0: uh, that that was what I was also going to say. So I concur. <laughs> uh, uh, a future episode uh, is something Jody and I have discussed before. It's <laughs> intense listening to albums and artists while back i was reading a biography of jimmy page and i would listen to the album or songs or music that he did at each point of the chapters and oh god it was intense it took forever and it was enjoyable (laughs) but i was drained by the end i don't think i listened to zeppelin or read a book for about three or four months afterwards so, but Jody and I have talked about this uh there's an NPR article on uh, a failure of I, I actually have it nearby, but I don't want to go too far off on a tangent, but just intense listening where you don't get distracted, you listen to an album, but because of the Zeppelin thing, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Robert's yeah. lyrics of folklore and stuff occur much earlier. you know, you get into the Four and House of the Holy, it's definitely there. Uh, but once you get to the last couple of albums, or at least mm-hmm. the last actual albums, not coda. Uh, yeah, it's not so noticeable.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I, okay, because you mentioned coda. Uh, Poor Tom kinda is one of those songs that I think kind of builds on folklore a little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, although I think, if I remember right, he borrowed the lyrics from that from. He borrowed. I think that was more of a blues song that he that those lyrics originally came from.
0: Yeah, and, and blues artists definitely take up folklorish things, although it's more of a Christian Satan type of folklore. <laughs> Um, but robert that <laughs> another good discussion sometime sorry
1: go ahead yeah no i was just gonna say robert johnson <laughs> robert plant robert johnson <laughs> <laughs> crossroads blues you know yeah me and the devil blues <laughs> hellhound on my trail, oh, trail. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> speaking of perfect. Speaking of
0: how ah. on my trail to get us off the tangent, there is the story of Harry Kanab. Uh, so Harry Kanab is a regional aspect of the wild hunt. Uh, the wild hunt, of course, is where you have some sort of supernatural agent, whether it's. Odin or Krononos or Gwynup Nod you know we, we've got tons of that. we could do a whole episode on just that but it's where you have yeah. a huntsman who goes through with his hounds. they're hunting for whether you know they're, they're spectral hunters uh, ghost riders in the skies an American version.
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: But they're they're hunting for either real animals or spectral animals or sometimes people. And if you happen to be caught where they're hunting, whether you're innocent or especially not, you're kind of hosed. Uh, yeah. but, but Harry Knab is a regional in the West Midlands aspect of the wild hunt. Old Harry was actually said to be the devil's own huntsman. And he he hunted around the Clinton Hills, uh, riding around with his own pack of Gabriel hounds. And Gabriel hounds are an English version of hellhounds. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So, good. We we were able to tie it in without too many tangents.
1: (laughs) Yay!
0: The, the neat thing is, uh, their pin, uh, the name of the, the Gabriel Hounds pin, the, uh-huh. the town of Hellsawin. And as I'm researching this, I'm going, please let that be a take on Halloween. No. It, it, some people say the town's names to mean Hellzone, but it's actually more than likely derived from Anglo-Saxon word for Valley Howl, given as such in the Norman Conqueror's Domesday book. Uh, fucking Normans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a different topic. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I won't go off on that tangent because I could. <laughs> uh, but then it was later gifted to the Welsh prince, David Owen. So it became Hollis Owen or hollis huh. Cool. The Offmore Woods music group from that area is is really enjoyable. The the group name, the, there's a song called This is the Storm of Harry Canab," which they do. And it's it's really neat. Cool. I will have to check that out. <laughs> Send me the link. Google it lazy bastard when i did the article i listened to the song and it's fantastic i don't link the song in the article so I. all right i'll google it later good for you but if if we figure (laughs) out how to do so we we will give some links in the show notes (laughs) in the podcast (laughs) this is one of the first ones we recorded the the show notes may not be as good (laughs) as they're likely to be later so but moving on the Indon Sacred Well, the Indon Well Dressing Festival, is it's an annual event in Indon, which is not very far north of Birmingham, fairly really popular. I mean, they get thousands of visitors every year. And the festival actually started back in 1845, so it's, it's really, really old. The festival itself is a modern continuation of when wells were considered sacred in the British Isles. And, and when I say British Isles, that's Britain, that's England and Scotland. And the British Isles includes Ireland, where there's a ton of sacred wells, which Probably another oh, yeah. podcast if we want to do. But but this particular one, so sacred wells in general, sacrifices would be made in order to ensure safe and healthy water. What those sacrifices were depended, of course, on location and time period. Uh, so the, the modern version of those sacrifices, just general tiny trinkets and, and whatnot. Um, in the past, it could have involved blood and screaming and people being hacked, but ah, that's okay.
1: Oh, man, we've lost so much. <laughs> <laughs> Make,
0: yeah. <laughs> good and bad aspects to making
1: things great like they used to be. <laughs> yeah, No, I'm not. I, I, it's probably a good thing we don't do blood sacrifices anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> another
0: topic. <laughs> so the Indon Festival actually occurs in May. So there's this May Day aspect to the festivities. And oh, okay. May Day, of course, being the modern version of the ancient Celtic festival of Beltane, which I'm pronouncing in the very Anglo way. Uh, but, of course, there we have May Day. They also crown a queen every year. So my suggestion is that this is where Robert came up with the idea of the May Queen and some of his most famous lyrics for Stairway to Heaven. Cool.
1: Yeah, that I hadn't heard of that. But that... Would I guess that would make sense?
0: Yeah, because you didn't read my article,
1: asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I I meant to, and for, uh, <laughs> if, if I now got okay, no wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You put that, um, because I, I remember you shared that on Facebook. I do remember seeing that one. Was that under your writer page? I did both. If uh, I go back to you, you did both.
0: Yeah, I actually posted it the first time in January of this year because that's when I had finally polished it up. Uh, But then at Robert's birthday a a week or two ago, I put it on my writer page, but I shared my
1: writer page to my main Facebook page. Okay. Okay. Because if you put it on, I'm not going to scroll back through your damn timeline.
0: (laughs) No, I've tried to cut down on things so it's easier, but there's still too much crap.
1: (laughs) It would be one of the most. If it's on your writer page, I'll I'll pull it up. It's one of the most. I did want to read it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, But uh, no, if it's on your writer page, I'll just I'll pull it up on that because I I did I do want to read it. I just I was at work and I was not supposed to be on Facebook probably, but no, no. I saw saw it and I went, oh, I'll go back and read that, and then I didn't go back and read it. (laughs) My wife and my daughter
0: do not read my stuff. (laughs) So even though it would be more interesting to you and some other friends, I refuse to get upset when people don't read my crap (laughs) here
1: here's here's the thing i can pretty much see your wife and daughter's eye rolls (laughs) or (laughs) eyes roll however you want to say that (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) or is eyes rolls because they're both have two eyes but they're both rolling Eh, what's not Moving along <laughs> Yeah uh, next are the Clint Hill Ferries. So the, the green hilltops of Clint Hill. Clint. Yes? Clint 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 C L E
1: N T. N T. Okay. I I Clint. was making sure it was C L and not Q U. I I was I I'm getting deaf. Huh? <laughs> yes. Answer <What>? the phone
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So the green hill of it contains several openings, which appear to be doorway to other realms. And if you Google pictures, it's, it's really interesting. According to folklore, in the evening, the song of the fairies could be heard coming through these holes. And in addition, the area is covered by bluebells, which is always a sure sign that fairies are living nearby, because those two things are associated. Huh. Also, the occasional sheep has gone missing. I thought that was the dragon. Let's go there. I had a horrible, horrible joke about <laughs> kilts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> too far south for kilt, A little bit <laughs> Yes, it's, it's, it's the dragon The red dragon coming over the hills of Wales <laughs> To attack the poor sheep of the Midlands
1: <laughs> Run away was, was, it, was it Let me find the damn thing <laughs> <laughs> Chrysophylax Or Chrysophilax Chrysophilax, that sounds better It does sound better I think I was
0: said actually Chrysophil- Like Yeah, so
1: um, that's that's out of uh, Tolkien's story, Farmer Giles of Ham. <laughs> that was the dragon in that story. <laughs> it's all interconnected.
0: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the, the elders, of course, of the area would warn the children to stay away and definitely be home before dark. Sadly, that that's all I could really find like, as far as stories that are really involved. It's a pity that Robert didn't write down the stories as Grand told it. And I've got more to yeah. go with this, but this particular one is, uh, there's not a, a whole lot more other than the the ghost of St. Keno, which is a boy king of the ancient kingdom of Mercia, uh, is a story Robert liked hearing about, and this occurred in the same area. So it, it really has nothing to do with, with fairies, but it's, it's said that he's murdered by his own sister for the throne, and that the boy king roams the Clint Hills, his ghost, upset and cross, because, you know, he was <laughs> murdered by his sister. Yeah. And the Ephmore Woods, which goes with the Ephmore Woods singers I just mentioned, they're located at the base of the hills. Ah, oh, cool. Okay, what was the boy king's name again? Because uh, that rem- I, I made me think of something. Kenelm, K E N
1: E L M. He's a saint also. He was sainted. Okay. Did um, you have something? something? I, well, I, I just, um, I, when you said that and you said that he was murdered by a sister for the throne, I, that made me think of uh, one of the characters on the series Vikings. I cannot remember what her name was, Quinoeth, Queen Quenowith, but I don't think it was, because Mercia was one of the kingdoms, but I don't remember if Mercia was her kingdom or if that was the one that yeah fuck i had it's been it's been a while since I've watched any of those, and i without having cable, I'm not up on the most current <laughs> season and
0: uh so there are also the four stones uh which are at near the apex of the clint hill hills um it's a It's a modern take on ancient monoliths, so it's not something that's as old as stonehenge i mean these aren't old prehistoric 2000 BCE uh, monoliths, they were actually erected in the latter half of the 1700s by Lord Littleton of Hagley Hall. But it was something that he put up so he could look out over the window pier. And I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful view because you got these stone monoliths and when you have the moon in the sky, uh, the pictures are really neat. If you Google the four stones, um, you may have to add Clint, C-L-E-N-T Hills or, or something, but it's it's really neat. And it sits, I mean, you have those bluebells there too, and it actually looks like it's this fairy fortress. And of course, it was erected in
1: the 1700s, so it would have been there when Robert was around. Yeah, I just Googled that. Four Stones of plant, and there is a picture of sunset. Very nice. Uh, The Witch
0: Elm may be the most well-known legend of the area. Uh,
1: Four years before the birth of Robert,
0: a group of young men were out roaming the countryside, and they discovered a woman's corpse in a witch elm in Hagley Wood, which is in the West Midlands. And this became the popular tale, Who Put Bella in the Witch Elm? If you've ever heard who put Bella in the witch home. This is the West Midlands. And it was uh, discovered just before Robert's birth year. So it would have been around in the 44
1: when it was discovered. I don't know Uh, that I've heard the story, but I've, I think I have heard that saying before. So see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the story spread. I mean, the police investigated, Uh, they actually found the skull. and, And then when they investigated, they found the whole body. And uh, so it's of course discovered, like we were talking in a previous episode, with the cultural watershed and World War II and how things changed when Zeppelin and Python became older and everything. So this, of course, was discovered at the end of World War II, like right there, at the, the the endings of it. Yeah, um, and there were. A ton of missing people, a ton of bodies sometimes. So it was really hard to identify who it was. And, and even then, they didn't really make huge attempts until much, much, much later. Yeah. Um, in fact, it was a bit later when Robert was a little older, you know, that perfect age where a young man can uh, be entranced by tales of terror, <laughs> body in the Witch <laughs> Elm. By the way, I don't think they've ever discovered who the body was. Ah. So I'm not even sure where they got the name Bella from
1: um well how okay how old was this person do they know i i don't, I don't have, have that was it okay well, I, I didn't know if, if you know i mean was it a was it a child was it a young
0: woman oh you know, I, you know i i don't even have that i i know it wasn't a child it was adultish so you know whether that means sort of adolescent through full adult
1: i but i don't know okay well i was just i was trying to remember what i'll have to see now i got it now i now i have to Look. (laughs) Hey,
0: another (laughs) episode. (laughs) We could do a whole episode on the witch elm. By the way, witch elms are creepy ass looking trees. Uh, Yes so uh the last one that i i actually have is the giant of kader idris so we're we're moving into wales where robert's family would vacation and here in wales there sits kader idris which translates into chair of idris and that's named after idris who is the giant warrior poet and when i say giant warrior poet i mean he was a giant who was a warrior and a poet <laughs> yeah uh, so he would sit here on his stairs and he would gaze up into the stars and ponder philosophy and get in touch with his lyrical nature. And his poetic soul is said to still be a part of the landscape. And anybody who sleeps on the slopes of the mountain will wake up either a poet or
1: a madman, which I'm hmm. not sure
0: there's a huge difference between those two sometimes.
1: Uh, yeah. Not, not uh, well, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, you you're, you're- you're right. I think for the most part, um, there's not a lot of and and that story I have heard. Uh, I didn't remember what the, what the name of it was, but yeah, I have heard that one before uh, about doing that. I'm trying to remember where I heard that, and I'm never going to remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So the giant, uh, not just the giant is poetry madness, but this area is also the hunting. Crown of the Celtic god of the underworld, Gwyn ap Nudd. Um, yes, it's around this area that he rides around with his uh, supernatural dogs, who are white dogs with red ears, uh, and they another version of the Wild Hunt, and they're looking for lost souls to to take back tunwin a Welsh underworld, and and so he's also considered a, a psychopumpic deity. So that's somebody who helps you transition into the afterlife or the other world. Exactly yes which is much more likely in celtic yeah <laughs> <mythology>. <laughs> uh, and if if this isn't enough for you it's also the area of the bottomless glacial lake and my welsh pronunciations are horrible which is why i tried to prevent myself from saying the Clunan Inn, which are the dogs of gwynapnod but the glacial lake llyncaul is is a mountain lake and it supposedly holds a dragon which was captured by king arthur and he did so to stop it from terrorizing the countryside and why there's did they a do
1: that to the dragons
0: I don't know, the poor dragons. They just want to eat some people.
1: Yeah, and maybe some sheep. Poor sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the dragon's not wearing a kilt. <laughs> and we kid about the kilt wearers because we are kilt wearers yes we we both have
0: scottish ancestry so
1: i suppose true scots can
0: tell us to shut up but they typically have a pretty good sense of humor (laughs) but yes yeah Yeah. i will end with a wrap-up to say Kadar idris that we just talked about the chair of idris the giant is actually within yelling distant distance of again, I, I apologize to Kimru, which is <laughs> Welsh, uh, Mackinlith, which is at, at the edge of which sits the Bromar Cottage, where Robert Plant and Jimmy Page wrote a lot of Led Zeppelin 3, which in itself is replete with folk rock goodness. Yes, so maybe the giant's lyrical and maddening nature was still affecting Robert and Jimmy.
1: You know that would make sense. I, I mean just considering the lyrics, especially the lyrics for 3 and 4, cuz I know a lot of four, a lot of the work for 4 was done there too. That I mean, you know, you could put that spin on it. <laughs>
0: Good. I, I think I think we have <laughs> All right. Well, I think this one may have actually gone a bit longer than we try to go, so we should probably end. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, until next time, I'm James and I'm Jody. We'll see you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I am over halfway done with 32 ounces of barley wine. <laughs>
1: nice. Enough comedy jokes. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, would I? Yes, you, you I did. did. <laughs> Enough comedy jokes. <laughs> Yes.
0: Now it's time for black humor. What you talking about, Willis? Black, black humor is like dinner and orphans. Not everybody what? gets it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking alliteration. <laughs> Bella is from the romance languages, so sp- Spanish and Italian specifically, and means beautiful. Um, and I was I, I I looked it up just to double check it, but uh, because th- th- there's a phrase in Italian "ciao bella."
0: Oh yeah, uh, means, beauty, right? Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. high beautiful, or by beautiful, depending on which way you're using "ciao," because I think it could be used for hi and by, kind of like uh, "aloha" in Hawaiian. But yeah, no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that because uh, so I'm guessing that uh, the Bella of the Witch would what was the Witch elm, witch elm. Bella Bella of the witch elm. Elm. Bella in the witch elm was. um, That's why I was wondering if if it was a child or a young woman.